Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stupendous Steve. And joining me is my co-host is Dynamite Dwaylon Davis, the Triple D. Hey, everybody. And this is a special occasion for us because it was one year ago this coming Saturday, but we don't record on Saturday. But it was one year ago this coming Saturday that Dwaylon recorded on this as a co-host for the first time. Actually, actually, you were the you were a stand-in. Yeah. yeah. It didn't become permanent until it was a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's definitely been fun. I mean, we've had some had some ups and downs. We've had some uh, technical difficulties because of <laughs> you know equipment on both of our end. Both of us being sick, uh, and we discussed this you know not so long ago. It's like every once in a while, you know, the hurdles jump in front of us, but we managed to get past them. And oh yeah, um, and yeah. So we kind of, we want to discuss some of the things that have happened in the past year because the past twelve months in wrestling has been. Very interesting. I I would have yes. never predicted. Yeah, me either. You know, especially the, the stuff that's been happening lately. Um, and that's been kind of a kind of a wild ride. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, it really has. And and think about this: when you first started co-hosting, they had not let the li- um they had not let let a totally live audience back in yet. No, not yet. No, and we I, were still in the. Um, the uh, with WWE, it was still the Thunder Thunderdome era with AEW. They had a lot of their like wrestlers and backstage people were kind of their audience during that time. And I think what was it, SummerSlam? Was that the first one? Uh, Money in the actually Money in the Bank was the for WWE. Money in the Bank was the first one that had a full live crowd because that was the one Vince walked out. Where the hell you been? Yeah. You know, and yeah. I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. I mean, yeah. I, I got to give it props. That was good. Yeah. And, you know, and now it's been, for the most part, pretty normal, normalized since. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, in the past year, we've had Ring of Honor, you know, didn't, they didn't fold, but they see stops for a little bit, but then they were bought yeah. by Tony Khan. Yeah. So now they're, they're still there. Um, We've seen some arrests. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Unfortunately. we've seen some, yep. <coughs> uh, we've seen some who are going, probably going to end up arrested. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's been, yeah, it's been a very interesting ride. But before we talk about that ride and some of the other current news, which at least makes me really question a lot of things, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going ahead and give our contact listing info. Uh, before everybody cuts it off, you know, like they would at the end of the end of the show. But if you want to yeah. email us, yeah, if you want to email us, it's, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to find us on Facebook, just go look for uh, Armchair Booking Podcast at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. On Instagram, also at armchairbooking. Uh, on Twitter, at bookingarmchair. On TikTok, at armchairbooking. We got to do another video to put on there at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah might, might as well make make use of it. Uh, on YouTube, obviously, if you're watching, you already know this because we're not on any other video channels that I'm aware of. And yeah, in any audio platform that you can think of, we're there. If you don't see us, let us know and we will do whatever we can to get ourselves added. You can find our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash or slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can get our shirt, our merchandise, which includes shirts, which includes phone cases, 
coffee mugs, masks, because you know you maybe have to go back to wearing a mask here soon. I don't know. It's getting you never, I mean, you never, you know. never know. I mean, it's there's some places that are going back to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but pillowcases, um, notebooks. I mean, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's actually pretty neat. But I got this this shirt here. This isn't one of our shirts. This is part of the TNC Sports yep. Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to give those guys a shout out. Uh, I mean, great podcast. Uh, they've been a little bit on hiatus right now, but I have a feeling they're going to be coming back here soon. Um, because with this, you had the Jay and Trey podcast, but you also have uh, uh, Justin. He actually does his own, you're just solo, uh, called the Throw In, mm-hmm. and it, it's still really good because just quality product. You also got to go listen to the Hillbilly Hill, the Hill Absolutely. Truth. Man, yeah. that dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> his his last one. I mean, dude, I was hanging on every word because I mean he. I mean, he, he should call it just wrestling one-on-one or heels yeah. one-on-one. I mean, it's, yeah. but it's absolutely just fantastic. We've been on his show. He's been on our show. So we definitely support each other. Uh, and for the more podcasts, go listen, non-wrestling, true crime cast and uh, bless their hearts. Just because, you know, we've kind of become your know, friends with those guys. They, mm-hmm. they support us. We support them. And go check out Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73 and his YouTube and TikTok channels, big and fat. Mm-hmm. And I think I got everything. Uh, cubicle chat. And cubicle chat. That's my, wow. That's pretty sad. I forgot <laughs> my <laughs> cubicle chat podcast. That is my other, my other non-wrestling podcast that I record on Wednesday nights and typically drop the, uh, the show. That's only on audio right now. But maybe I'm going to try to get it developed and where I can also do video as well uh, and have merch. And all that. In fact, last night, my daughter and I, we actually recorded an episode talking about horror movies. Okay, cool. You know, and she will probably be on the show one more time before she goes down to Orlando. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we're trying to time that out. And uh, and we got to get you back on the show probably at least one more time before we, to, before we take her down to Orlando as well. Uh, but it's just a good time. We talk about pop culture. We talk about all sorts of other other things. I mean, because last time Joellen was on the show, we talked about life without the internet. Mm-hmm. And we talked about bands that may or may not be overrated. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm trying to think of a band that you uh, that I think is overrated that you didn't. <laughs> I can't think of any. Right I can't now. think of one. I mean, we I think oh. we, we we agreed on most of the ones, but most of the ones that we both thought were unrated, were the were that were overrated. Um, I think Zeppelin was the only one we disagreed on. Um, I believe so. Yeah, and because that's actually what started the conversation anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so. <clears throat> I, and in case anybody was wondering, okay, my first co-host on the show, Kyle, he had to step down. He had a lot of stuff going on in his life, and you know he um, he was wearing himself thin. I mean, he really was. I mean, because you know when he does something, I mean, he gives gives it his all. He gives one hundred percent. If you ever see his weightlifting stuff, you know that he's actually. Um, in I know in West Virginia he's going to competitions there and he's won the competitions he's got gonna, state yeah I was going to ask hasn't he won several comp- weightlifting competitions yes I mean he set state records and so you know in his job I know he's 
uh, he gives 100%. I used to work with him, so I know he gives 100%, you know, at everything he does. And mathematically, because I've done this myself, you cannot give 100% without, yeah. you know, you'll end up wearing yourself down. Yeah. And that's what was happening. And he regrettably, you know, he uh, had to make a choice and he ended up stepping down, you know, and it was really, really for his health. I mean, when it comes down to it, yeah, you know, so, um, and, and so I was kind of in the need, I was like, I would need a co-host <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I can try to do it solo. I'll give it a shot unless I get somebody and Dwayne said, you know what? I'm available now. Yeah. And he said, so I'm available for the next couple of weeks. We'll see, you know, and then um, first shows went great. And he told me later on, he was extremely nervous. And I'm like, I couldn't tell. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was, I was nervous those first couple of episodes. Yeah. And, um, and Kyle has actually listened and he's actually given Dwayne a lot of props. And, you know, he said, he's glad that you came on. And one day we're going to have Kyle back on. We're going to have everybody you know, on the, at least one episode, we're going to have all three of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sounds so, good. Yep. Don't know when. Just trying to work out details. Um, yeah. Because, like I said, he is still a very busy man. Yeah. You know, um, he's also part of a flag football team. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and uh, they were – he was texting me yesterday telling me about it. They were in the middle of playoffs. Um, or I think he has a playoff game like this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we'll have to see, you know, when we can get all of our schedules to line up. Right. You know, so, uh, but, you know, we'd like to get it done because you and Kyle have never actually met, no, <laughs> not even no, on Zoom. So, <laughs> you know, that'll be the, the thing. Is, hey, Dwayland Kyle, Kyle Dwayland. All right. And then we can talk all the wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, but like I was saying before, this has been a very eventful year. We've had so many interviews. Um and if I had to count the number of shows, number of episodes you've done, I know it's over a hundred. Uh, wow. There's only been a couple that you've missed, uh, a handful of interviews, and then one just, uh, it was like very in the very beginning. Um, and I actually had Randy. Yeah. That was yeah. one he actually stood in for the co-host. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but yeah, the interviews, I mean, have been, I mean, there for a while, I mean, it was like, every episode we were yeah. doing interviews yeah and that uh, it got to the point of like we don't have an interview what do we do now <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, we were almost at a loss of what to do uh yeah i mean we've had some great interviews too you know yeah a lot of the you know the nwf stars we've had uh you know we got to interview chris harris we got to interview buff bagwell you know we've had you know a lot of great interviews yeah. And I mean, I can't, honestly, I cannot say we've had a bad interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I, I will say there's some that I would put like close to the top as far as like mm-hmm. some of our favorites, you know, uh, buffing buff bag with Chris Harris is definitely, oh, yeah. you know, two heavy hitters. I mean, so they yeah. got a, I mean, and both interviews were just absolutely awesome. Buff great. The first 30 minutes of buff bag was interview was so buff. How did you start? And then like the, you know, next 30 minutes, we were both like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and one of my favorite parts of the interview was when he was talking about when he came home, his nephew and some of his friends were like on the big screen TV and they yeah. were playing, yeah, yeah. W said to be in the, in the revenge. He said, and I look up on the screen 
and there's four of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and he, he, oh yeah, hi Uncle Mark. Yeah, we played this game. We're like, what? <laughs> and and then he said, like the next day, a check came in the mail for like forty thousand dollars, and it was because right. of that game. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, we're in the wrong business. I know, right? You know. <laughs> Um, and then I met him, um, and well, we interviewed him, I believe, on Monday. We interviewed Chris Harris on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I went to the thing, the big Fan Fest event in Chillicothe, Ohio, on that Saturday, where I actually met Buff, got the picture that he autographed, you know, to you. Um, even though yeah. it, it took me like two months to send it to you, but no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that and that because right after that was all the well, the big forecast stuff was happening. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I was at work. I mean, I was like, wasn't even leaving my. I mean, they were buying lunch for us in some cases. Yeah, so work got extremely busy. So finally, one day I was like, "Do I have not have anything going on right now at lunch? All right, I'm going to go over here to, to mailbox, etc. Because there's a, there's a yeah office right there by us. So now I finally was able to mail it to you. But met Buff and Kurt Angle and you know Ricky Steamboat got the hold on. let me get it where's it at oh where is my belt oh no ah Uh, don't tell me my uh oh your belt's gone my belt's gone um uh, it's in here somewhere somebody stole the championship uh there nope there it is no i was i was doing some i was cleaning up in here or straightening up here as we can move it but yeah i bought this belt (laughs) And For those of you on audio, that is Steve's replica of the uh, NWA world title signed by Wildfire Tommy Rich. Yep. The gold dome, the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, to me, this is, you know, the belt to have. This indicates world champion. <laughs> I don't know why I have it, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I got to thinking about it. Out of all the people that held that particular belt, mm-hmm. and I think we discussed this, there's only like two other people maybe three besides wildfire tommy rich that actually held that particular belt that are still yeah. alive yep yeah because flair and i'm pretty sure if i were to get him to sign it he'd probably charge me like eight hundred dollars oh yeah he's gonna charge you an arm and a leg so yeah. yeah um terry funk whose birthday is today by the way i saw yes. that earlier yeah yep so happy birthday terry funk yeah. for anybody out there if you know terry funk tell him we said happy birthday yeah and dory no, Dory didn't hold this belt. Because uh, Dory lost it to Harley. He lost the title to Harley Race, and that was back in the late sixties. And that's and when they introduced that. that one. It, yeah, that's right. Were, yeah. Uh, um, Briscoe, Jack Briscoe, or is, is Jack it? Still? They, oh, which actually, Jack's, Jack is still alive. Jack's Jack's dead. Gerald's still alive. It was Jack who held the belt, though. Yeah, Jack so, was the the uh, uh, because it had a uh, when Jack had it, it actually had a red strap. Yeah, yeah, it, it just looked weird. I saw a picture yeah. of him. I saw a picture of him wearing it, and it had a red strap. And I'm like, "What belt is that?" And I looked, and it was the NWA World Title. I don't know why the strap was red. Uh, well, they need to cut that out. Yeah, they supposed to have a black. It's supposed to have a black strap. That's yeah. You know, the NWA uh, TV title has a red strap. That was cool. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's just Tommy Rich, uh, Terry Funk, and Ric Flair. 
that are still alive that held that version of the oh. NWA world title. Uh, and we're talking of the original before, you know, the, uh, before the big, the big gold. Yeah. Before um, big gold. Yeah. The one you have and see, yeah. so you're right about now. That's your cue to get your big gold. And <laughs> so, it is. Oh, there it is right, right here. There. See, you need to get the nameplate that says Dwaylon. I know, right? Not, not even is, just, the, just that's the bad thing, though. You can't on this one. You can't remove the nameplate. It's just a solid Ooh. thing. Yeah, you know, you'd have to bring it to like a. Um, you know what? You can bring it to like a trophy engraver. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and see if if they could do it. I mean, they may not want to touch it. They may go. Ooh. No, wait, wait. Ooh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I have big gold. Steve's got the dome belt. Yeah, and the next one I want to get, honestly, it, well. There's a couple on my list. I want to get the Mid Atlantic title, mm-hmm. uh, the one with the states on yeah. there, because um, that's just, to me. I always love that belt. Um, the AWA World Title with the the jewels on it. Yeah. And in fact, the guy I bought the the NWA title from, he also had one of those, and it was bad enough I was going to get punched in the face as soon as I got home <laughs> for one. Yeah. Oh, believe sure you- me. I'm sure you got the look as soon as you came through the door with oh, it. Oh, she already knew because my son. <laughs> Did he rat you out? Oh, he ran oh, me out. Oh, he ran you out. And I was like, oh. about, and I was like, I'm about to make you walk home. Yeah, I'm about to leave you here, buddy. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> you know, because my wife texted me, you bought a belt. How much you pay for the belt? I'm like, yep. <laughs> How much? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. I bought the belt. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got I've got two. Um my wife bought me, for those on video, I also have this one, the current WWE Championship belt. Uh, see, not the universe. You know what, I just I noticed on the bottom, that world, says World, world Heavyweight, Heavyweight Champion. Champion. Yeah. Um, for some reason, WWE, they just refer to it as the WWE Champion. And yeah. I don't. they don't want to call it a World Champion. That, that makes zero sense to me. Yeah. But then when they talk about how many titles somebody has held, they'll say world champion. Like they'll say, yeah. they'll say like John Cena is a 16 time world champion. But when you talk about the individual belt, it's the WWE title. So it's like, it makes no sense. Uh, but, but then, right, but then the universal title now they'll, it's like, which one yeah, it's like, outranks mm-hmm. the other, you know? And I think that kind of depends on who's holding it. Exactly. Just like the world heavyweight title, the importance of it. Depending on who held it, was depending on who held it, oh. which is not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be important regardless. But I know my wife. My wife bought me the WWE title for our anniversary a couple of years ago. We were at this place in uh, Evansville, Indiana. It was like a peddler's mall type thing. Okay. It was uh, called uh, Looky Looky. They have all kinds of stuff like collectibles and furniture like literally everything um and it was in a case and so she she bought me that for um our anniversary because we were we were in evansville spending our anniversary weekend in evansville because we like going there and then the i ordered the big gold belt online i told her about it before i ordered it and she's like it's a little steep for a belt but okay and so she said okay so i clicked (laughs) yeah it's like you said okay okay. Mm -hmm. you can change your mind later on (laughs) exactly and i've got two more there's 
there's several that I want, but the the main two that I want is like the classic Intercontinental title, and okay. then I want the the NWA World Television title with the red strap and the because that one's just cool looking. Yeah, and with the uh, network logos and stuff on it. Oh, it is a network. I never thought about that. Yeah, um, because it's got the red strap and it, it's silver with like red kind of red banners. Like yeah, metal. They're mm-hmm. metal, but um, like yeah, yeah, because that one. That was the one that, of course, when Dusty, when yeah. he won the TV title, and then that all of a sudden it became the world television title. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he got the new belt. Yep. And of course, when he lost it, it was just a television title again. He got it yeah. again. It's a world television. It's like, dude, yeah. seriously. Yeah, because he got it, and then he ended up losing it to Tully. And then Tully lost it back to him. And then... Arn stole it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was awesome. Arn stole it, defended it while he stole it, which was awesome. <laughs> and then ended up having a match with with, with Dusty officially and beat Dusty, and the, he yeah, was officially it, the champion. Because yeah, at one point, Dusty stole it back. Yeah, Dusty like, took it back. Arn's doing an interview, and all of a sudden, you saw a chair flying in the screen. Bam! Yeah. And then Arn's like, he stole my property. And it's like, <laughs> Arn, you stole it first, buddy. But... I always loved how the horseman always flipped everything that, around. That awesome. <laughs> that's good but, heel work. Exactly. Ted'll tell you that's good yeah. heel work. But uh, yeah, and we've actually we've had a show uh, in the last year talking about championship belts and mm-hmm. which ones we liked and things like that. So there's there's a few more that I want. I really like the uh, the AWA not AWA the AEW World Title Belt. I like how it. Looks. Yeah. That's a good looking belt. Um, yeah, no, we've had it's been a wild ride this year. I'm uh, I'm really proud of the shows that we've done. Um, talking about the the women's movement in mm-hmm. pro wrestling, I'm really proud of those those shows. I'm proud of the shows that we've had talking about talking to the different uh, black athletes um, on their experiences being a black athlete in professional wrestling really like those shows um really enjoyed the shows that we've had with uh Sinclair Octavius Bentley yes <laughs> those were amazing <laughs> I mean we were laughing through you know the entire thing and then but when it was when we had him on because he wasn't able to be on um he wasn't the panel, on the panel show the panel show that yeah. we had for Black History Month so he came on later and um I mean, we had fun on that show, but he's an extremely intelligent person. Uh, extremely easy to have a conversation with. Yep. And just knowledgeable, not just about wrestling, but like life in general, just extremely knowledgeable and just a pleasure to talk to. Oh, yeah. I always enjoy having him on the show. Uh, because, I mean, our conversations that we had with Sinclair, we would talk with him for a good 15 minutes at least. Oh yeah, we didn't start recording, and all of a sudden I'd be like, "Oh, we got to start recording at some point." And then, and then another 15, 20 minutes after after we're yeah. done recording, yeah. And like you said, a very intelligent guy. Yeah. Um, and the conversations were just engaging. He had us. I honestly, I didn't know what to expect the first time mm-hmm. we had him on, and this was before we were putting it to video. Right. right. Uh, it was so it was audio. I mean, we could see each other, but it was still audio only. Yeah. He had us laughing so hard. <laughs> he did. 
And I was like, okay, he's got to come back on again. Oh, yeah. And then the next time we had him on, and this was the first for, in fact, it's this only time we've done this, so even though we've talked about doing other ones, and we've actually had people say, hey, can we do this? Oh, yeah, you know, then it just didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, but we had him and Noah Gabriel on. That was awesome. That yeah. was, yeah. It, that was the only show we've done where the entire show was kayfabe. Yeah. It was yep. all part of the story. Yep. Um, now, I will say, you know, when cameras weren't rolling. Oh, yeah. You know, um, other great conversations. <laughs> yeah. You know, Noah, Noah's another guy. I mean, he's just very genuine. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, he is, so, he is, you know, I, if he listens to this, I don't want him to view this as me sounding, being an older guy, sounding condescending, but he is extremely mature for his age because, I mean, he is a young guy. He's still young in the business, but he is wise beyond his years. He has a great head on his shoulder. Oh, I've seen Noah being in the business a very long time. Oh, yeah. Some capacity. He's got the right attitude. He's got, you know, the right work ethic. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he appreciates the position that he's in. And I feel like that's gets to be more of a rarity these days of people actually appreciating the opportunity that's in front of them. And one of the things I like about when we're doing the interviews is, yeah, that, that particular one where it was, it was head to head, that Mm -hmm. was all, you know, story. Yeah. Um, But when we've had, you know, any other time, including the panel show, Mm -hmm. when we had Joe pro James, we had uh, Matthew Mims and we had Devin Graves on. Yep. We're, we were, I mean, we may have been referring to, referring to them and addressing them by their wrestling names, but we were really talking to the person. Yes. yes. You know, and especially those shows, because yeah. that wasn't, hey, what is, you know, Big big Strong Mims, what is his experience? No, we were like, hey, yeah. Matthew. What is Matthew's experience? Yeah. Yep. And I will say this also about Matt Mims. He just makes us feel stupid, in a good, <laughs> but in a good way, <laughs> because. Yeah, he is another one. He is extremely <laughs> intelligent you know, tremendous vocabulary and it's just, it's a pleasure speaking with him too it as is. well. As I'm well like, as, you know, I'm writing down what he was saying. I'm going, I got to look that word up later. I have yeah. no idea. But I mean, I think he memorized the dictionary. I really do. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe Pro James. It was, you know, great awesome talking guy. to him. Um, Devin and I are friends. You know, we, we knew each other, you know, before the podcast because we worked together. Um, and, uh, great guy, you know, and he was great having on the show. You know, we've had him on a couple of times now and just, I mean, we've had, you know, we've had big mama on a couple of times, always great talking to her. We've had Roger Ruffin on. It was awesome talking to him. Yep. He gave us the sneak peek of the, uh, the new NWF title, the new NWF title. We were the first ones to see it. Right. So that was awesome. Yeah, that yeah. I felt very privileged that he. I did too. You know, he he trusted us enough to say, yes. "Hey, you know, yeah. I want to show you guys this," and you know, and just talking to him, you know, learning one of his like favorite moments of WrestleMania had nothing to do with wrestling; it had to do with him accompanying Reba McIntyre to the ring. Yeah, and I'm <coughs> like, you know, um, that'd make me kind of nervous too. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really would. But I mean, you know, we got to talk to someone who was in the ring, you know, refereeing matches with legitimate legends. I mean, 
you know, yeah. Shawn Michael, he was, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, he ref, he was the referee for the Roddy Piper, Bret Hart intercontinental title match, you know, yep. just that, ex- I can't imagine that experience alone, just you're in there with legitimate, like, you know, future at the time, future hall of famers and future legends of the business. Yes. I mean, Piper was already a legend. And Bret Hart that. was on his way. Yeah, I mean, Bret he, was he on knew his way. he was on his way. And, you know, he got the referee, Shawn Michaels match. And, and Tito, Shawn and Tito, the opening match. Shawn and Tito, yeah. And, you know, we know the type of, you know, we know the type of, you know, Hall of Fame wrestler Shawn Michaels ended up being. Yeah. And, and Tito be, was already. Oh, yeah. Tito was already a legend in the business. So. And in the match with Bret Hart and Roddy Piper, that WrestleMania, I think if you were to look at, I, I, I have. I dare say that was probably considered the best match on the card. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause, and that, I mean, even going bumping up against Flair and Savage, which was also yeah. a really good match, but yeah, but I'll take the Brett and Roddy match. Uh, yeah. And Roddy really usually didn't give you good matches because he was a brawler. Yeah. He gave you a good fight, but he usually yeah. didn't give you good matches, but yeah, it's like he, he really stepped it up that time. He did. Uh, and somehow they missed Brett blading <laughs> brett was a master at blading <laughs> i mean brett could do it like a magician like um and he could blade and like and then convince he could he all he was always able to convince the you know the higher ups that he got busted open the hard way because they never did nobody ever saw him blade right so they couldn't prove that he did it unlike flair Unlike Flair, who just laid his head wide open. Yeah, I didn't blade. Like, I didn't blade. Dude, the blade's in your hand. It's I mean, your, hand. your forehead's just flapping open. I mean, what are you doing? You, you left part of the blade. It, it's stuck in there. But Brett knew exactly where to do it and how. And he didn't have to do it deep. He just had to do it enough. That's and all then, it had to be. It was just a little bit yeah, of nick. All you got to do is do a nick, and then your opponent pl- applies, applies some pressure, mm-hmm. and there you go. Yep. So, you know, Brett was a master of getting color for matches. I kind of miss that in WWE. It's like they're so hell-bent on not having any blood, but then it kind of takes away because, like, okay, Cody and Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell should have had blood. Hell in a Cell is a match. I'm about ready to say every Hell in a Cell match should have blood. Yeah, because it's supposed to be – a feud ender, you're trapped in this giant box of metal. You get thrown into it, but you don't bleed. People rub your head into the cage, but you don't bleed. No. Yep. If you need to, if you need an example of how a cage is used, watch Dynamite from last night, where they had the blood I and guts match. Heard. I fantastic. Man. It was fantastic. That's how you use it. it was, a lot of people were bleeding. It was it was all believable because that was the whole point of the match. You're trapped in. It was basically it's basically war games without calling it war games. I've heard that you know, from other reviews. I have not watched it yet because I have a DVR. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard that last night's dynamite was essentially a pay per view on free TV. Yes, it was that yep. good of quality. It was that good. Yeah, yeah. Because the the blood and guts match alone, they gave it the last hour of. Dynamite. So the last hour was blood wow. and guts, but everything before that, you had the first, the opening match was Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page, 
that's a pay per view caliber caliber match right there, and it was mm-hmm. it was really good. Uh, they set up some stuff for excuse me for Rampage and next week's Dynamite, but yeah, it was a pay per view quality show on free TV. Uh, it's kind of funny you mentioned Orange Cassidy right after we started. You know, we were talking about uh, interviewing Roger Ruffin. Mm-hmm. Do you follow Roger on? <laughs> yeah, okay, I saw same. that. Yeah, yeah. Roger's apparently not a fan of Orange Cassidy. He is not a fan of Orange Cassidy putting his hands in his pockets. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "I was watching; it was good <clears throat> until you know they put their hands in the pockets." That took me a second to realize what he was talking about. I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, "Well, he's watching Orange Cassidy." Yeah, I was like, "He must be talking about Orange Cassidy because that's the only one." And it—I'll be honest—it—it it actually took a little bit for Orange Cassidy to grow on me. That, that's how I was because I—I yeah. I wasn't familiar with Orange Cassidy. Like I'd never seen any of his indie stuff. And because uh, he was big, he was huge on the indie scene. And then my first exposure to him was when he came into AEW. And it took a little bit for me to kind of warm up to him. But the dude can wrestle. I yeah. mean, and the gimmick has grown on me, too, because it's like he just comes in there, he gives you the thumbs up, and it's like, this dude isn't about anything. And then the bell rings, and he's wrestling, you know. He is. And- he is just. He is really wrestling out there, and it's like, honestly, the way AEW is structured, it wouldn't bother me one bit to one day see Orange Cassidy as the AEW world champ. I, I could see him holding. Was it the TV title first? The t- yeah, like, the TNT yeah, championship. Yeah, the TV yeah. championship. But uh, yeah, and and working up. But and then working I can, up. Yeah, I I can't see them automatically giving the big title. Yeah, because his gimmick. Yeah, it's like okay. Can you follow? Will it would it work? Okay, let's put this other title on it first to see how that works out. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think yeah, he could eventually get the oh, yeah. title, and he could be like an AEW Grand Slam champion. Oh, definitely, yeah. But because uh, I mean, and you talk about over, he is. If if anybody, if any wrestler wants to wants an example of what people talk about being over, watch an Orange Cassidy entrance. Yeah, and he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> His music hits. He walks out on that stage and stands there, and the crowd is losing yeah. their mind. And when sometimes he may not even have his hands in his pockets yet, but when he yeah. goes like this, as soon as oh, he has his hands up, yeah, as soon as he makes the pocket the, the pocket motion, <laughs> the crowd erupts. And I mean, yeah. that's that speaks to that speaks to his talent of getting that type of gimmick over. And think about this must have taken a lot of practice to be able to do the moves he does with his hands in his pockets. His hands in his pockets, yeah, because, I mean, he's he's throwing hurricane ramas with his hands, hands in his pockets. pockets. Yeah. Doing I nip-ups, hands in yeah, his pockets. Yeah, he's doing nip-ups. He's doing, like, shotgun drop kicks out of the yeah. corner with his hands in his pockets. And and never and then, and of course, the nip-up is because he pretty much has to yeah. if he wants to leave his hands in his pockets. So he yeah. had to – he must have some serious core muscles, too. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, but, and yeah. doing the tope sua secede or what the the thing, either through the ropes or over the top rope, yeah. with his hands in his pockets. Yep. And so that, but that's when I first saw the hands in the pockets. Yeah, I was like, "Who's this clown?" That's what I thought. I'm like, "Who's this goofy dude?" And it's like, <laughs> and, but the more I watched him, and I'm the like, more I was impressed. the more he started to wrestle. Yeah, the more I got impressed with him. I'm and I'm, you know. Proud to say I'm an Orange Cassidy fan. Yeah, you know it's the slacker gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And he even had Sting doing it because yeah. with when he was kicking in the kind of like kicking yeah. the shins and Sting yeah. was doing the same thing. I'm I like, love okay. the entrance when they introduce him and they're like, 
Wang, whatever, from wherever. Wherever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, wherever. Um, so <clears throat> he's different. And <clears throat> I'm and I get <clears throat> why Roger really doesn't care for him because Roger is very old school and he Yeah, he's um, Roger's a, you know, he's more of a traditionalist, and I get that, and I absolutely respect that. In a lot of ways, I'm traditionalist too. There's there's there are things about wrestling that I think this is how it should be just out of respect for the business. Like your champion coming out last. I do not care what the other person's interest. I don't care if it's the undertaker's interest. He comes out first. If he's challenging for a title, Mm -hmm. it's just, you have to, you should show that respect for the championship. Yeah. And they always, one of their biggest sayings now, and even Jr. says it, Oh, the belt, it's a prop. Okay. The physical belt might be a prop, if you want to but, go to but what it represents is not a problem. Yeah. What it represents is that promoter has entrusted you to carry that company. Like yeah. right now in AEW, Tony Khan has entrusted John Moxley to carry that company. And honestly, I don't think there was a better choice for an interim world champion right now than John Moxley, because John Moxley carried that company through the pandemic. Yep. Yes. He and, did he showed that he was able to put that company on his back and carry it through, you know, uncertain times. So who better to carry it through another uncertain time period in AEW when the official world champion is out injured. So John Moxley is the current champion and that's AEW shows a lot more respect for their championships though. than. WWE does like last night at Blood and Guts. Everybody made their entrances. Moxley was last. Moxley was the world champion. He was the last one to come out. The champion. And we say this every time we've done a review of a WWE pay per view. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I, one of the reasons I was at the text, you watching it live or you recording? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to text, the champion comes out last. Exactly. It's like, I don't. I don't get how, and they all, and the thing is with WWE, it's like they do it depending on who the champion is, but yeah. they've even had Roman come out first. Like, I think if, his, it's, if it's Brock challenging. Yeah. If it's Brock challenging, I think that they had him that way when he wrestled Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg got the, Goldberg got the last interest because he's got all the pyro and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't care. Roman's the champion. Roman comes out last. Yeah. And Even if it's a champion that I don't like, that I don't particularly agree with that they should be champion. Respect for the championship and respect for that person being the champion. They come, yes. they should come out last. And the first time I, rem- I remember seeing it backwards, mm-hmm. um, and actually it was The Undertaker. He was the challenger. Mm-hmm. And it, it was Yokozuna at yep. Royal Rumble 94. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Yokozuna was the champion, but they had him come out first because Undertaker and all the the spectacle of his entrance. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. He let him do his entrance and come out, but he should have been in the ring waiting for the champion, not the champion waiting on him. Exactly. And, you know, so uh, maybe that's one of the things that we would change. We're armchair booking that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we would. Yeah. Champion always comes out last. Yeah. Or if you have champion versus champion, yeah. the 
higher tier champion. Yeah, say yeah, say you've got a world champion versus an intercontinental champion. Intercontinental champion comes out first because exactly. they are just a step down from as far as championships, they are number two. Right. So establish that hierarchy, fellas. Mm-hmm. And and listen to me and Dwayne. <laughs> so if anybody out there, if you know the people in, in WWE or even AEW for that matter, but I think AEW is actually doing it right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tell them they need to come listen to us. Yeah. Tell them we're on all the platforms, you know, and if they listen on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star yeah. rating. Give us a rating. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Give us a review. We need to know these things. Yeah. But speaking of WWE, I just want to throw the news item that I saw. Was it last night? And I meant to text you, but um, I don't know what I was doing that I wasn't able to text. But, oh, I know what it was. Tawana came back home. She was on, you know, her uh, her thing yeah. with her friend. And, right. and Avery and I recorded. Right. Uh, when I saw Logan Paul has signed with WWE. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I actually saw that this morning. And, yeah, I meant to text you and I... <laughs> I forgot. And I just, oh. I was just staring at the article. Like they've made a bigger deal about Logan Paul signing with WWE than they have a lot of actual wrestlers that have come in. Yes. Um, it's like, okay, I get, yes, he, he defied expectations at WrestleMania. I was not expecting yeah, he to, did. to be yeah. as good as he was. Um, he is a much better athlete than I initially gave him credit to be. But at the same time, you are releasing p- people. You've just now slowed down. I mean, you were on a rapid clip of releasing people. Yes. Talented, world-traveled, professional wrestlers. And But, but then you sign Logan Paul who has absolutely no wrestling experience. WrestleMania was his first and only match he has ever had in pro wrestling. And you signed him to a long-term deal, which I'm sure was big money because Logan Paul is a good businessman. He's not going to walk into anything if he's not making big money from it. Um, I agree. I was telling Steve this earlier. Um, (laughs) I was reading on Twitter. I follow Michael Sidgwick. He is uh, with What Culture? And he said... Basically, to paraphrase, he said WWE just needs to start hiring um, people, celebrities who take the wrestling kind of like Logan Paul did because WWE doesn't push its own stars. Uh, They don't know how to make stars anymore. And they're more concerned about celebrity and the mainstream attention than they are pushing the wrestling product. And I completely agree with him because that's where it's come. And like Steve said, uh, they're all about the E in WWE instead Mm -hmm. of the W that's in the middle that stands Mm -hmm. for wrestling. As Arn Anderson would say, it says wrestling on the marquee. It doesn't say entertainment on the marquee. The entertainment is supposed to come from the wrestling. Yeah. Not the wrestling being a byproduct of the entertainment. Yeah, because they're having the wrestling, they're to kind of push the storylines instead of the storylines pushing the matches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. it's another one of them cases, I think, and we've said this before, and but it, and it keeps holding true. 
they are not looking at the mistakes that WCW was doing, which caused WCW to fold and WWE or WWF at the time buying them out in 2001. And if they really, because they still have it in their mind that, oh, the reason WCW fell out because we beat them. No, they beat themselves. You just happen to be, Mm -hmm. you know, doing things, doing things right, but you weren't doing anything super spectacular at the time. Mm -hmm. No, because by the time WWE really got in a position to challenge WCW, it was, you know, halfway through 97 when Austin got really hot. Mm-hmm. You know, and because The Rock hadn't become The Rock just yet. Just yet. He was... He was, the, he was almost there, but he hadn't become what we know is the rock now. Um, so Austin got hot. So, which was putting WWF, WWF at the time back on the map, but WCW was still hot because the NWO angle was still going hot. By the time WWE got in a position to really, really challenge them was 98 when everything was clicking. Yep. But by then, WCW, the cracks had already started to show in WCW in like mid-98 because they took the NWO concept too far and a third of the roster were members of WCW. Yeah. And then they ignored everybody else except the NWO. You know, you've got, you had, you know, the radicals, Benoit, Malenko, Saturn, uh, Guerrero. You had them on your roster. They get ignored. You know, you've got the cruiserweights. They get ignored. Yeah, Jericho. You've got Jericho. He gets ignored. The NWO, Flair, Sting, Luger. It was the old guard. It was the the old guard and the NWO that were getting all the focus, and nobody else was getting any. WWE finds themselves in those same shoes now. Mm-hmm. It is the old guard. The, you know that are getting all the the shine so to speak and the newer talent <coughs> that can carry that company for years to come is getting put on the back burner. and the sad thing is roman is somewhere in between if you really look at it because he's, yeah. he's he's too experienced to be new but he's not old enough yet to be part of he hasn't uh, been there long enough to be the old guard right but the Brock is definitely Brock is definitely the old guard, which makes us feel old because I remember when Brock started. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, uh, Orton's part of the old guard. Mm-hmm. Another one, uh, no. Cena. Cena's part of the old guard. Um, Goldberg, whenever they decide to, you know, pull him out of mothballs. Yeah, he'll come in, have three matches, want to be for the world title. He'll he'll win the world title. He'll defend it once and then he'll lose it. <coughs> yep. <coughs> Pretty much. Yep. And yeah, and then he may hurt somebody like legitimately. Yeah. Yep. That's why the end the Undertaker when they were in Saudi Arabia, the Undertaker even just looked like didn't even care who saw him with that look. He was like, No, because he was just disgusted. <sighs> yeah. But it's like you know, and people get mad at AEW for hiring quote unquote ex WWE people. Like these people didn't work somewhere else before WWE, but yeah, the core of AEW 
is still younger talent because you got to think the young bucks are honestly are just in their early thirties. Yeah. And they, they've been wrestling since I think they were like 15 years old and these guys are only in their early thirties and are one of the best tag teams ever. I mean, yeah, they're already in that for me, they're already in that top 10 best tag teams ever. Um, And, and, you know, they're also part of the um, part of the executives of AEW. Yeah. So I mean they've got good wrestling minds. Exactly, too. and they're you know they're two of the founders of AEW. They're the world tag team champions. Jade Cargill, who is just a phenomenon, mm-hmm. thirty I think she's thirty four and zero now, is the TBS champion. John Moxley is the um, a interim AEW champion. CM Punk's the official champion. People don't get that you need that balance. You need mm-hmm. the balance of experienced people and newer people because that way you get fresh matches because you're not getting the same match every single week. The younger people are getting that, you know, they're, they're getting that experience wrestling against these world traveled athletes. Yep. And like, I personally don't have any issue with them with anybody that they picked up from WWE. Cause I mean, why would you not? It, it makes yeah. business wise. Why would you not sign Claudio or Athena or Ruby Soho or Christian Cage or uh, William Regal, who has who is just an absolute genius yes, wrestling mind? Absolutely. I mean, I I learned I've been watching wrestling since I was five years old, and I still learn something new every time William Regal is on commentary. It's just, and he gives you. He gives you that, just the little things, like talking about, like, talking like an elbow to the jaw. He's like, you put your point of the elbow right here, and he tells you exactly where to put it, and he tells you the reason why you put it there. And it's like, he legitimizes everything that is that these wrestlers are doing. You can tell that he, as a former wrestler, you can tell he appreciates everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. He's wanting people to understand the moves, the reasons for the moves, the effects of the moves. And yep. it's just things like that. And it's like, it's just some companies do that. I think just AEW is really probably them and New Japan are probably the best at it right now. <coughs> uh, just explaining things. And having enough respect for these wrestlers to like Joey Styles said one time on a, he said this on a sort of a pipe bomb promo on raw. He said that uh, in WWE, he didn't even get to call the moves, the holds that the wrestlers were applying. He's like, I have to call them superstars and I have to be sure I'm a storyteller instead of describing what's actually happening in the ring. And I feel like AEW and New Japan both do a really good job of describing what's happening in the ring. And that description, for for me, that description alone creates the story. Mm -hmm. They're they're telling you why these wrestlers are doing what they're doing in the ring with the moves. And that's what's building the story. And one thing about William Regal that I think most, most wrestling fans know this, 
uh, but non-wrestling fans probably don't know this. William Rieger, he's a shooter. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> he is. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. started. He started in the carnivals in England. Mm-hmm. You know, as a shooter. Yeah, he's he's a definite shooter. Yeah. And for those who don't know what a shooter is, is somebody who can legitimately mm-hmm. wrestle, as in like amateur wrestling, but they can put these holds on you that will make you hurt. Yeah. And yeah, and that's because. <laughs> Um, he basically got fired from WCW because he made Goldberg look bad. It's like, yeah. no, Goldberg's lack of talent made him look bad. Exactly. And, and he was, and he was told to go out there and give Goldberg a competitive, competitive match. Yeah. That's what he did. Goldberg couldn't keep up. And, and he still put Goldberg over. Yeah. Yeah. He still put him over. He sold everything Goldberg mm-hmm. gave him, uh, and he put him over. And still gets fired when he goes backstage because he made Goldberg look bad. No, make your boy step up. Yeah. You know, and you can't uh, put Goldberg in the ring with a legitimate wrestler like William Regal and expect Regal to just flop around like a jobber. Exactly. And you know, so Regal went to WWE and became, was that when he became the man to man or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a man. Yeah. That was that cracked me up, but he he didn't have that gimmick long, and then uh, he had some personal stuff going on and ended up getting yep. let go. But William Regal is, if it wasn't for his personal issues, William Regal should have been the WWE champion at some point. Mm-hmm. And some he had some personal demons. Mm-hmm. He also had some personal health problems. Yep. Yep. Um, in fact, he. Uh, he'll even admit, yeah, he's lucky to be alive with some of the stuff mm-hmm. that's happened to him, like in the past year. Yeah, you know, he talked about it on Jericho's podcast, uh, yeah. which is another podcast. If, if y'all get a chance, go check that out because Jericho also does um, a lot of non wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. So, his is just his, his podcast is just all over the place. Yeah, um, his is actually where I first heard about True Crime Cast, you know, and those are the guys that are out of they're out of eastern Kentucky, right? And because I'm listening to their accents going. They got to be from somewhere in Kentucky. <laughs> and then I started listening and figured, I was like, okay, they're from uh, Berea. And then, you know, I actually contacted them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've mentioned, I, you know, yeah, I live in this little town, um, you know, 30 miles east of Cincinnati called Mount Orb. And they said, oh, we know some people in Mount Orb. I'm like, what? I said, what are the names? I said, even if I don't know them, I said, because I'm not originally from my wife, I know them. And they told me the names and it's uh, mm-hmm. these twins. Um, one who lives in Berea now, the other one lives up here. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, yeah, they're they're a year younger than my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so they actually, you know, um, and so that's I was like, oh, so they know these two, and my wife is friends with them, <coughs> and, um, and these girls, their niece graduated with my daughter. Oh, so it's this weird thing. And I, and I found out about it by yeah. listening to Jericho's uh, podcast. Now they, they've been on Jericho's podcast three times now, and he's actually been on their podcast, you know, so maybe we could talk to them and have Jericho come on our podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, and, and also speaking of the, the comparisons between early 2000 WCW, because, well, that was the last of WCW was just early 2000s <laughs> WCW. Mm-hmm. And today, I'll compare Logan Paul to David Arquette. Yes. And 
Yeah, but David Arquette, they brought him in just to promote Ready to Rumble, which, by the way, if you ever get a chance to watch Ready to Rumble, you pass on that because yes. that is about two hours of your life you will never get you back. Never get back. Yeah, that is a fresh skip. The move, oh. You ever come across that on your streaming service, scroll past it. Don't even stop. Don't even watch the trailer. Don't even read the synopsis. Just keep going because yeah. it's awful. Um, but what I will do is give David Arquette all the respect in the world, though. Mm-hmm. He did not want to win the title. He didn't. He said, I have no business holding this title. But, of course, they hot the title onto him because they wanted the mainstream push. He gave all of his all of his pay that he made as the world champion. He donated to charity. Mm-hmm. And then he really got into wrestling and actually trained. Yep. And he's still wrestling on the indies now. Doing, he's so, like a deathmatch guy. Yeah. So I will give him all the respect in the world because he understood. He had more respect for that championship than the higher-ups in the company that he was working yep. for at the time. And, hey, WWE, check it out. Yeah. yeah. History, history will repeat itself if it you choose sure to ignore it. And I was thinking of something else that – when I when I first started as a uh, like a guest host, guest co-host on the podcast, John Moxley was AEW World Champion. Yeah, he was. And that's now, right. And, and we've now got to come the, full circle. We've come full circle because now he's the interim world champion, and so that's pretty cool. And like, I think that not too you know, not too long after that, you know, Punk debuted. Mm-hmm. And now Punk's actually the official world champion, but he's out injured. He had he's a broken, out injured. Yeah, he had a broken he had surgery and he had a broken foot. And one difference with Moxley now from last year, he's now a dad and he's sober. Yep. And that is a huge deal. That's not a joke. Uh, he, I mean, that's no. I'm not, you know, he is that was he a is, big deal, you know. Yeah. And uh he was man enough, adult enough to say, you know what, I got a problem. Mm-hmm. And yep. he was, you know. Um, courageous enough to say I got a problem yeah. and he was gone for about what about 90 days uh yeah like about that? 90 days I think he was in a like a yeah about three months he was gone and he came back cut a you know had a really good promo talk and then he was open about you know his issues and everything and then of course Bully Ray had to get on and talk about how Moxley owed the fans an apology and I'm I'm, like, I'll be honest with you. You know, we try not to talk negative about wrestling. I'm starting to really not like Bully Ray too much. Yeah, I'm. Every time he opens his mouth on busting open radio, something stupid comes out. <laughs> yeah. Just, just being honest, he like. Yes, he is a legend in this build in in this business. Yes, he's a two time world champion in TNA. But still. A lot of the stuff that he talks about is just—it's like bully. You're a little out of your depth. Yeah. And then Booker T is another one. I respect Booker T for everything he's done in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. but a lot of his takes here lately, I'm not I'm becoming not a fan of Booker T either, because it's like he's if he's body shaming Adam Cole because he's he's been on you know he's been on his podcast talking about how uh, we got to get some muscle on this kid and he's too small and blah, 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 blah. Eddie Kingston got on uh, Twitter and came to Adam Cole's defense and said that everybody who's on here body shaming Adam Cole, talking about how he's small and everything. He's like, one, you wished you were in the kind of shape 
that Adam Cole was in. Two, you wish you had the kind of cardio that Adam Cole has. He said, and three, you wish you had the girlfriend that Adam Cole has. <laughs> there you go. He's like, but Adam Cole is an amazing professional wrestler. He's like, and a lot of you guys that are trying to make fun of him just because he's not, you know, a 350-pound muscle head could not hang 30 seconds in the ring with him. He's like, and that goes for fans on Twitter, and that goes for so-called legends in this business that have something to say to Yep. And you look at some of the the legends that nobody would dispute their legends. Harley Race was not a body guy. No. You but know, he was but Harley Race was one of the toughest people yes. in the history of wrestling. If Andre the Giant is afraid of you, yeah, that says something. You're a tough dude. I mean, Harley Race, he beat polio. Yeah. Seriously, who beats polio? Yeah. So, you know, Harley Race beat polio. Mm-hmm. And one time he broke his neck and he held, you know, in a car wreck, he held on to his. You know, it was him, yeah. and I think Danny Hodges actually did the same thing. He was another one that was like, yeah. was like double tough. And it's like, you know, Harley Race, I mean, you look at him, you're like, mm-hmm. that dude, the guy yeah. with the with the gut? Yeah. You know, Dusty Rhodes, definitely not a body guy. No. It, but, here's my thing. They, wrestling has put too much emphasis on the physique of a pro wrestler and not the talent. Right. And I feel like some of that started, honestly, I'm not putting the blame here, but I feel like superstar Billy Graham kind of started that. It kind of started with him. And then other guys kind of adopted it, but took it way too far. Mm -hmm. Superstar Billy Graham knew this part of it's only going to get me so far. You know, the the look and the, I mean, he could talk. The look Mm -hmm. and the talking can only get me so far. I've got to be able to do it in the ring, which he could. Yeah. But then your Hogan's and your Luger's and guys like that, that, you know. It became too much. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. It's like you've got a million dollar body, but what can you do between the ropes? Because that's what I'm paying to see. Exactly. I'm not paying to see the million dollar body. I'm paying to see the million dollar wrestling. Yeah. Superstar Billy Graham, Jesse Ventura, when he came out, same thing. I mean, but he patterned, you know, Billy he patterned, yeah, he patterned after Billy Graham. Billy Graham was the mold for your Jesse Ventura, your Hulk Hogan, even your Scott Steiner down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, and one we're we're almost forgetting about because his work in the ring actually um, overshadowed it was Ricky Steamboat. He was another. He was actually a body guy. Yeah, he was actually in tremendous shape, but yeah. he was so good in the ring that yeah. <laughs> you never thought about that. Yeah, um, Flair. <laughs> Flair really uh, never thought of Flair as a body guy, but he was definitely in good shape. Oh, yeah. He was in good shape. And, like, cardio-wise, just amazing cardio. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who's doing, you know, 60-minute classics on the yeah. house show loop. Yeah. And twice then a day sometimes. Twice a day. And then up half the night party. And yeah. then still turn around and go back and do another 60-minute match the next day. Yeah. And I'm... You know, but Flair, nobody thought of Flair as a body no. guy. Nobody um, thought of nobody thought of Arn and Tully as body guys. Yeah, but they were definitely in shape. They were definitely in shape, but they thought of them as great pro wrestlers, which they were. And, and that's the important thing. And the the Hogan's and even the Billy Graham's, but I mean Billy Graham, he was like you said, he was kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. You know, but you can't have everybody doing that. I think that's one of the things about WWE is 
if something will work, that's like, well, just give them all that. Yeah, if something works, it's like, okay, copy and paste. We're just yeah. going to keep keep doing it. And, and like, you know, for every, you know, for every John Cena, there's a, you know, I'm trying to think of a name. There was a uh, Nathan Jones, who was a big mm-hmm. dude, who was, who was jacked. Yeah. Could not wrestle his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> was he the one? He was supposed to be the Undertaker's partner at the WrestleMania in Seattle. Yep. And, and he they, was, it was that he was that bad. They're like, yeah. Oh, the Undertaker's going to have a handicap match because Nathan Jones is injured. Yeah. No, it's because Nathan Jones was green as grass and was not improving at all. And they they had to scrap it. And he just did a run in at the end of the match. But yeah. yeah. And like <laughs> him, there's another guy, Luther Reigns. Uh, Matt Morgan, bunch of guys like that. They were huge Jack guys, but uh, they couldn't do anything in between the ropes. But yet they, well, we'll see what happens now that Vince is stepped down. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, because, like I said, at, at Wolf of Wall Street, I'm going to quote the movie like every episode from now on. <laughs> I want to have some kind of reference to Wolf of Wall Street when Jordan Belfort in real life, when he was supposed to step down, mm-hmm. supposedly did, but he actually didn't. Yeah, yeah. He, he got in a lot of legal trouble because they said you were no longer CEO because he was defrauding people. Yeah. Oh, same thing with Vince McMahon. I mean, he yeah. is, you know, his money for hush money for a woman he was having an affair with and that he yeah. gave her a, a pay raise. On top of that, and then passed her to John Laurinaitis, you know, that <sighs> dumpster fire of a human being. Um, and that, once again, not trying to be negative, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I of mean, that. there's being negative, and then there's just facts, and that's just the facts. Yeah. <laughs> John uh, Laurinaitis yeah. is just a terrible human being. Yeah, I mean, or as what you refer to him the other day, it's clown shoes. And I clown think shoes. It's, yeah, that's what we'll refer to him as now on. <laughs> um, just like back in high school, I'm going to go way back. There was somebody who you refer to one time as what's his nose? And yeah. I, I picked up, I've been saying that ever since. Oh, yeah, he all watches his nose over there. Yeah, and I can't remember why I said that, but it just, it came out and it stuck. Um, oddly <laughs> enough, I actually, I remember because there was a certain female that I really had a thing for. And we were uh-huh. friends, you know, I was friends with her. Um, knowing now, I mean, she was like way out of my league, you know, even though we were, it, it was almost like a pretty and pink ducky Andy situation. Got you. Okay. You know? Um, in fact, a lot of people actually said she kind of looked like Molly Ringwald, only different color hair, you know. Um, but it was somebody that she was kind of dating, mm-hmm. you know, and you referred to him as what's his nose. <laughs> and I remembered that ever, ever since. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I sent her an email not too long ago, just, you know, asking how she was doing. And she never mm-hmm. responded. I'm like, okay. No. You know, right. so, um, but, you know, hey, whatever. Um, because I know one time she actually said, oh, yeah, because I told her you were the co-host. And she's, oh, yeah, yeah. I love Dwayla. Tell him I said hi. I was like, all right, cool. You know, just want to find out how she and her family are doing and yeah, nothing. You well, know, but I mean, you know, everybody's got the life. And so um, yeah, I want to tell her, look, I don't have a crush on you anymore. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, I was <laughs> just wondering how you've been. You know, yeah. and um, but yeah, the whole watch is no, but now we have clown shoes. Yeah. And so that's what Dwayla does. He comes up with good names for people. <laughs> But uh, one episode that we definitely need to mention was that entire week we had Buff, and then we had Chris Harris, and then I met Buff, 
along mm-hmm. with all the other ones. And then two days later, our most emotional episode ever, because 30 minutes before the show, before we started recording, and we actually debated on like, are we going to be able to get through this? We're like, okay, yeah. well, kind of calm down. It was when Scott Hall passed away. Yep. Yeah. Because, yeah, I started out, I thought I was going to get it. And as soon as the words started to come out of my mouth, I had, yeah. I couldn't do it. And I had to have you actually, yeah, you know, just take uh, control. That's, I still can't believe he's gone. Yeah. Um, and when I'm, I'm showing people, you know, sometimes like, um, like, yeah, here's some of the episodes that we've done because I showed my neighbor the other day, oh, actually my friend of my neighbors the other day, uh, because he just happens to know Riley Matthews. He's actually okay. good. Friend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good friends with her, uh, her dad and her uncle. And I mentioned, yeah, you know, I did her very first interview, you know, and I showed him and it's like, yeah, and I said, there it is, you know, um, and I saw a scroll through the list and there it is. The name of the mm-hmm. episode is RIP Scott Hall. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, we had just literally just found out that he had died. Yeah. I was and, scrolling through. Um, I was I actually I've watched some of uh, our YouTube shows like with the kids. Right. And uh, I was scrolling through there and came across the, the Scott Hall episode. Yeah, if y'all ever want to see a, um, a six foot one, 300 pound fat man cry, <laughs> there's your opportunity at the very beginning of that show. But uh, but that was you know, probably the most emotional show, mm-hmm. you know, I think just because everything, I mean, was that fresh. Yeah. And, you know, Scott Hall, you know, we're talking about jacked up wrestlers. I mean, he was uh, he was a jacked up dude, too. I mean, yeah, he was a big guy. He was in great shape, but I mean, he could go. Yeah. And he could, I mean, he could wrestle with anybody. And I, I will always remember him as Starship Coyote. That's what I first, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that mustache he had was absolutely glorious. And yeah. once he shaved it, he never grew back again. No, no. You know, he so, always, after that, he always had the, the, the stubble, the five yeah. shadow. Yeah. Yep. The, the kind of Miami Vice. Yeah. You know, Don yep. Johnson kind of stubble. Um, which that's a weird, like you get, apparently got to use like a sideburn razor just to get that. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Just to keep it that way. It's like, yeah. okay. But, and we've only had, we had the one episode that it, it was actually posted, but then I immediately pulled it down um, before anybody really had a chance to download it because I had listened to it. And I shouldn't have uploaded it. It was, it was actually kind of an accident that I even uploaded it because when I was trying to like, okay, we can't put this out there because it was the one where we had all We're, the with the lag. Yeah, the lag yeah. and part of it was my router. I needed to reboot my router. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it, but um, and then part of it is because also I was doing it all the way across the room from the router. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so then I moved closer, and now I'm actually in my office. Um, and it gives me a little bit more privacy, so I don't have to not to worry. My son walking behind us, going. <laughs> he cracked me up doing that. Though I, I got to where I looked forward to him walking past because I knew he was going to do it eventually. And he'd walk by and just look at the camera like, "Hey guys," <laughs> just like for a second, and then just keep walking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You want to come to us?" Say hi. No, I don't want to be on there. Sure, you yeah. Don't. Sure, you don't. Yeah. It's like, but you're on. There you go. <laughs> yep. Now I, I have had him uh, come on like once or twice, you know, mm-hmm. just to come on and say, Hey, just go and yeah. come say hi. And we had my daughter on one time cause she was texting about something about watching like twilight. And I was like, hold on. 
And because yeah, whatever it was yeah. we were doing, it, it was a very like uneventful episode anyway. Yeah. And her, she had her friend on there. And I was asking her friend, I was like, is she forcing you to watch Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, so we've had a few other uh, unexpected guests. Um, and if I really had, had to go through. We had Alan. We yep. had our friend Alan from high school. We had him on. We were watching the uh, uh, Undertaker Hulk Hogan Survivor Series match. Yep, from 91. Yep. yep. And if anybody, you know, was wondering why would we have a like a random person from high school, it wasn't random. What it was, Alan and I had watched that match live yeah. when it happened. We were at yeah. somebody's house who had satellite. And you know, the big satellite yeah. with the yep. little ones. I mean, but they so they actually had the pay-per-view there at this house. Uh, I couldn't even tell you whose house it was. It was like a friend of Alan's dad's. You okay. know. And and Alan really didn't watch wrestling a lot. That was also the kind of odd thing. You know, <laughs> but it was me and Alan watching it. Joylin would have been there, however, he was, you know, bettering himself at the University of Louisville. And you were you had not made it back. Yeah, I hadn't made it back yet. Yeah. You know, so this was, you know, 30 years later, almost like 30. Actually, you know what? It was 30 years to the day. Yep. Yeah, it was. So 30 years to the day later, we were able to all three watch it at the same time. Yeah. And that was also the last watch along we've done because we've since started doing videos and I really don't feel like getting. Yeah. Videos not trying to get, yeah. I'm not trying for Vince to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and of course, the weird thing, we would have to watch the stuff on YouTube anyway, because we've also found out, because that was actually the third watch-along we did. Yeah. Um, found out that the WWE Network Peacock, and you have to pay for a like a more premium version in order yeah. to do watch-alongs. Yeah, they have the free tier, and then the one that we have that includes WWE Network, mm -hmm. and it's called Peacock Premium, but then there's one more. One more that you have to go up and that allows you to like screen share and all that stuff. Yep. Because I actually sent a message to comrade Thompson, just asking him what was going on. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who told me, Oh yeah, you got to do this. And yeah, the pod father, him and he's up nine. Is it nine now? Nine I believe it's nine. Yeah. Um, let's see. Cause he already had seven. All right. He's got Pritchard. <laughs> I name them all. <laughs> Pritchard, Shivani, JR, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Arn Anderson. Okay, I wasn't even counting right. Um, uh, okay. Once again, let's see. Let's start over. Pritchard, Shivani, JR, Arn Anderson, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett. That's kind of a funny combination right there. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Hardy, Mick Foley. That one just started and Flair. So he's got that's 10. 10. Yeah. And, and I, I, actually, know, I can't listen to him all now. I mean, and I don't know if he's involved. I know Kevin Nash has got one. It's either out or coming out. Is it on I, the, the whole that is? I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't know if Conrad's involved with that one or not. Uh, well, see, the funny thing is, Conrad hasn't really been the host, mm -hmm. you know, um, because he's like the host of all of them. Yeah. God, because. You know, he's but the star is the other person. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually been somebody else who's been. Oh, okay. At least Arn, the one I don't miss at all um, is Arn Anderson. You know, I'm, I catch that one every single week. Right. The other ones, it kind of, it it's gotten to the point 
where I'm like, okay, what's the subject? Yeah, what's the topic? And then yeah, I'll pick from there. I'm kind of like that with my podcast too. It's like certain ones I'll, li- I'll always listen to and then certain ones it's like, okay, what's the topic or who's the special guest or right. you know, whatever's happening. And he's been doing these mega episodes where they're going back and they're talking about like all the King of the Rings, whether the episode is like six or seven hours long. And I'm like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody's going to, I mean. And no. I'm like, and you just took up like half the hard drive space on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gone. Um, you know, all of a sudden I'm going, Amazon Music is telling me I can't download a song. What? And I'm now mad because I'm like, uh-huh. oh, Conrad, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but yeah, so really he's just kind of the one funny now i think he is i haven't listened to flares in a little bit because we knew it would happen flair would go back to every episode is just let me tell you about the party and let me tell you about all the women and yeah know. and it's like and that's there are some people out there i'm sure that want to hear that stuff i'm sure yep. i am not one of them i am 48 years old almost 49 and i've done my party and oh, i don't yeah. want to listen to, i don't want to listen to somebody else's party of stories like, I just want to listen to wrestling stories. Like, um, my calculations are correct. Your birthday is in like a week, isn't it? No, I've got uh, today the thirtieth. I got a little over two weeks. Okay. Yeah, mine's, yeah, a six, mine's the sixteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you are basically like exactly a month and a half older now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I was like, all right, uh, let me see what day of the week is uh, the 16th on. Oh, it sounds like it's it actually it'd be on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's on a Saturday this year. I was going to say, maybe we could uh, record on that on your birthday, but no, we'll have to do your birthday recording two days before. Yeah. Yeah. On the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll figure <laughs> out something. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, this past year has just been, all over the place yeah it's been very eventful but i've enjoyed every minute of it oh yeah and we've we've actually interviewed wrestlers that neither one of us have even met in person Mm -hmm. and because we got contacts even uh one of them was through chris ahonan our another one of our friends who was also known as big fat not big and fat you're big and fat he's just fat and then i'm i'm just fat (laughs) (laughs) and but he through Chris, or some people know know him as Big Fat, and I say Chris, and they're like, "Who?" Yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, "I've known him as Chris for you know over three decades." So, mm-hmm. um, but he, oh, through him, we actually had Matt Stockdale. Yep, yep. big country Matt Stockdale on the show, and Fat Matt, he was one who kept referring to him as Big Fat. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it, and it actually kind of confused me for a second because we're like, you know, so after all, I'm gonna get him, <laughs> you know, and then. <laughs> But then through Matt, that's when we had Sid Holland on the show. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get both of them back on, just kind of a um, yeah, me too. See up. see how things have been going. Yep, um, I know both of them. I mean, because they're both on our Facebooks, and so we yeah. see a lot of. I mean, they, we're talking like their personal pages, and yeah. so we both know about some of the stuff going on in their personal lives, which is, yeah, you know, um, you know, both good and bad stuff for both. You know, so uh, but both great guys you know they were both really good interviews in fact we were matt's first interview remember yeah, when he told us that we're like, right. oh, yeah. okay you know yeah. um and 
Sid was his was the one that all of a sudden it had to get cut short because that's when I found out my Zoom was about to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, it, yeah, yeah. I found out I, I I didn't realize I was using the trial version of Zoom until right in the middle. It said you have five minutes left, and I was like, whoa, what? It's like, huh? You know, so we didn't get to interview Sid as long as what we would have wanted. Yeah. Um. You know, but we're still looking forward to some other interviews. Uh, thankfully, now that work has slowed down, we can actually start contacting people again. Yeah. Uh, my daughter wants us to try to get David Arquette on. Um. I have, I follow him on Twitter, but he doesn't have a way to contact him on Twitter. Now, oh, okay. I also start following Instagram. Now, you can message him on Instagram. Okay. And a lot of times, you know, they'll look and say, for contact, you know, if you want to book this person, you know, go through this, blah, 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 blah. That's how we got Buff Bagwell on. Yeah. And, which I still have Buff Bagwell's phone, phone number in my phone. <laughs> that seems so weird still, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, I just talked to Buff Bagwell. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude. And you're like, what? Like, seriously, I just talked to Buff Bagwell. <laughs> um, you know, we're trying not to mark out, trying to be cool, but yeah. it's kind of hard not to because. Oh, um, I bet. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to try to get more in- interviews. So if anybody out there, if you know any wrestlers or if you have any suggestions for people, let us know. Um, you know, and we will try our best once again to try to get them on. Uh, a lot of times it is deconflicting our schedules with theirs because, yeah. you know, if, if they're in the indie circuit, more than likely they also have another job. Yeah. I was going to say they, they also have lives outside of wrestling. They have, yep. you know, they have day jobs and families and, and families. Um, because actually that was part of why Sinclair was originally supposed to be on the panel show. Yep. But, uh, Sinclair, um, he has visitation with his daughter, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Go be with your daughter." Exactly. You no, know, we we are not going to interfere with that. I mean, dude, <laughs> you know, and because in Sinclair, he'll tell you, yeah, um, the man will do anything for his daughter. Oh yeah, and oh, she yeah. is his life. You can tell. Yeah, you know. So, um, I've, I've actually met his mom. His mom's real nice. You know, and see that to me is like the weird thing too. When we start meeting like wrestlers' families, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but, and we've become friends with them outside of this. Yeah. And, and getting to know them as people and then seeing, you know, oh, by the way, the person, um, like one, she also, <coughs> uh, she's a, a, basically a seamstress and she's making costumes for people. And she had like a, it I don't think it was a GoFundMe, but it was something very similar Yeah, to buy like an industrial or heavier heavy duty mm-hmm. sewing machine and she got it and as soon as she got it she actually sent me a picture of it and she because I, I donated like 20 bucks to it mm-hmm. um but you know she was able to get that sewing machine now she's making costumes for people that's awesome yeah you know, um and when you see you know them oh by the way here's me and my family you know we just went on vacation to wherever yeah and and you're seeing not necessarily the the wrestler you're actually seeing them under their shoot name yeah, they're you're okay. seeing the real life people, and I think that to me has been kind of one of one of the most rewarding things is mm-hmm. you know now we're getting to know the people, and then you know me, I mean I like to know people, I like to right. get to know their stories, and and not just oh let me tell you a wrestling story. I get to I like to know the other person right. behind it, you know. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, because even like Selena Dean, so all I mean Selena Dean, <laughs> who was 
an absolute sweetheart of a person. Oh yeah. You know, she really is. Um, and then I think suddenly, well, we already mentioned Sinclair, that dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're ever trying to like be serious about something, you can't with Sinclair because no. the dude is just, <laughs> uh, just naturally just funny and he will have you in stitches. So if you need to cheer up, go talk to Sinclair. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, now he, he can, he can be serious about some things when he needs to be, but I mean, he, but he also has a, um, you know, he has a shoot job also yep. outside of wrestling and, uh, and, and also when talking to him, I mean, I, um, it made me understand even more about wrestling because he's even said, Hey, if you ever want me to come on yeah. again, you know, I mean, and, Oh yeah. So I don't think there's any of the ones we've had on that. I wouldn't have on again. No, oh, no. I'd enjoy having everybody back. Yeah. So in fact, I want to get, I want to get Riley back on swinger, Chris Lotus and Adam Swayze back on because those were the ones that you weren't able to make. Yeah, those were the ones that I had to miss. I had things come up that I couldn't avoid. Yeah, and and the first three I mentioned, they were sprung on me last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually Roger, and this is another thing that's kind of humbling. You know, you have somebody whose name is that well known in the business hitting me up, going, "Hey, can you interview this person tonight?" Yeah. And sure, hey Dwayne, can you? It's like ah crap, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, and I'm like, all right, you know, so yeah. Um, but which was unfortunate because I mean, you know, so Roger trusted us enough, and then we found out talking to Big Mama that for her, uh, and she admitted when she came on, she said it takes her. She wants to know who the people are that want to interview, and she said she realized that we try to put out a good product, and we're trying to put the wrestlers over this is it's not just us being fanboys i mean it's really no no yeah no so um and and so we've been able to really kind of build a relationship with the nwf i mean um i mean and we're so we're i'd say we're loosely affiliated Affiliated, yeah. yeah you know because we're not officially theirs you know um and you know, even though we love doing the stuff and I haven't been able to go to as many events as what I had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that's just because well, money yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I had car issues and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, and just life, I mean, life happens. Yeah. Life happens. You got to pay the bills. Yep. And even though like Chris Harris, when we interviewed him, I said, yeah, I feel bad at you. Cause that was right before the Chillicothe thing, but they mm-hmm. were also having a show in Ludlow that very yeah. same night. And, I said, well, I said, I feel bad. I said, I, because I'm going to show, I kind of feel like I'm cheating on the NWF. And he's like, well, you are. <laughs> you <know? laughs> he's like, you are. You, you are. are. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, he's another just absolutely super nice guy and glad to see him being brought uh, to the impact. They were doing like that reunion thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was one of the charter members. I mean, yeah. You know, so for them to, to still recognize him and James Storm. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. I mean, at one point, well, him and James Storm, they one year they were the person illustrated tag team of the year. Yeah. That to, I mean, and we had him on our show. Yep. And he was also ranked in the top 500, you know, the Peter Bell 500, which sort of say, well, 500, that's 500 out of like 20,000. <laughs> yeah. Or more. <laughs> or more. Yeah. I mean, so think about how many professional wrestlers are out there and they were in the top basically the top one top half percent of all that yeah you know and we had him on our show buff bagwell same thing 
we yep. had him on our show, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, really our, my hope for this, my, you know, our, and I think, I, you know, I think I can speak for both of us, say both of our goals is to really grow the show even bigger. Yes, absolutely. You know, yep. so, um, but, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do that and hopefully, you know, work and sickness and power outages and internet outages <laughs> and uh, what else has happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, COVID. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say COVID separate from being, you know, from sickness. Oh, yeah. Because we both had COVID. Um, and yeah, things like, I mean, and all those are things that stopped an episode, but we always managed to get in at least one every week. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we always manage to get one episode in a week. We try to always do two but we at least want to get at least that one at in at least week. one. And so if something happens, we can't get it on Monday. We would definitely get it on Thursday because I remember the one time, as soon as we got done, you looked at me and you said, dude, go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was tired. one that was like, it was like, we did it like right after I like had started to recover from COVID and we did yeah. one and you're like, dude, go lay down. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely been fun. And we definitely want to have more guests come on there. Definitely want to have Kyle come back on for at least one show, yeah. you know, uh, because he was at there at the, the very start of it. And actually yeah. when we were talking about the, the episodes about black history, that was originally Kyle's idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to make sure he got credit for that. Yeah. You know, because I mean, much of us say, yeah, that was my idea. No, it was actually originally it was Kyle's idea. Yeah. That was Kyle's. Yeah. Yep. And we just weren't able to um, have it happen February of twenty. 21 right you know so waited and then so and so we were able to finally get it done uh and but you know but i always want to give him credit for that because that was um that's an episode i've actually found out that people will go back and listen to yeah yep you know because uh, joe pro he that you told me like in person he's like yeah when, when i was listening to it again the other day and da-da-da-da. <laughs> you know so um yeah and because joe pro he's another just super great guy yeah you know um and we've had one show yeah everybody that was on the panel show and and obviously sinclair uh we've had them on now a few times you know more than once um you know so but yeah but god willing you know we'll we'll keep growing the show we'll grow our audience and yeah hopefully so oh yeah i mean we'll keep getting the good interviews we have not had any bad interviews no um and you know we'll figure out other ways to expand out Uh, i'm actually looking at some other equipment to kind of get uh, I'm going to talk to Justin about some of his setup because I I got to kind of briefly use it mm-hmm. at Revolution Rising. I'm like, ooh, but you know, you <coughs> see changes there. Um, you know, make new intros, new things because on like every show out there, I mean, if you look at them from one year and then you look at it a couple years later, it's going to be different. Yeah, you know, so we're it's got to be different. I mean, you've yeah. got to change it up. Yep. So, but it's definitely been real. And now we got to think it because we're not going to be recording Monday. Monday's a holiday, right. so we're not going to be yep. recording. That's the family day. So it'll be next Thursday, and we're going to have to see whatever blows up between now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, because today there was actually a, a couple of news stories. One, um, I got you got to mention, but we talked about Logan Paul. Dana Brooke was in a bad car accident. I don't know if you saw that. I did. She said she's, uh, she said she's okay. She'll be back soon. But so, you know, our thoughts are with her. Mm hmm. And because um, Dana Brooke, I, um, she's another very underrated person, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of body people, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's, yeah. she's a bodybuilder and yeah. very good. Uh, and I, there was one other story, and I cannot, because we talked about the lawyers, but I mean, that seems like an everyday thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't see anything. Um, yeah, I don't really see anything right now that's standing out. So, but watch, it'll probably happen like as soon as we, you know, oh, yeah. recording. so that's, that's just, that's just the way life is. So, <laughs> but I know we'll be keeping in contact throughout the week. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So until we were able to figure it out, God bless. All right. God bless.